Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. From Dial Square to where is proud to have Gunas versus Cancer as its charity sponsor for the season. Set up by the Gunas podcast, it is a brilliant charity raising money for leukemia and lymphoma research. Please help me to help them reach their fundraising goal by visiting gunasversuscancer.com and see how to donate or bid for some great Guna merchandise. Thank you. sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team. Thanks very much to the soldiers of fortune there. Let's get on with the pod. Hello, good evening, and welcome to episode four of From Dial Square to Where. Here's a little one first. Remember last week, I think it was, that I said about managers not being able to manage anymore and what it was like under George Graham back in the day? Well, here's a tiny little snippet where Tony Yaboa, that was managed by George Graham when he was at Leeds, was asked the question what he thought of George Graham and what sort of George Graham thinks of him. Enjoy. What are your feelings about George Graham? I think um, he don't like me. And uh, when the, somebody doesn't like you, then the, you can't do anything. Yeah. So that little one sentence from Tony Yaboa just shows you what it used to be like back in the day. When George Graham didn't like you, you really knew about it, I tell you. Welcome to episode four. So we've just finished, well, technically today, the US tour. Um, it's obviously the kickoff was at midnight um, tonight, uh, last night, sorry. So yeah, finished off with a good performance up to a point um, against Real Madrid I mean we can't be too disappointed really with a two-all draw being defeated on penalties by Real Madrid who played a really strong team by the way um, but yeah got off with a really good start 3-0 against uh, the Rapids as we know with Saka, Olienka and Martinelli scoring there uh, that was a pretty much a warm-up game to the three big games, which um, then was Bayern, um, which ended up with a 2-1 win, which is a really good performance as well. And that's where Niket- uh, Eddie Niketia really got going in that game. It was really, really sharp, um, really promising. And then moved on to a 3-0 win against Fiorentina. 
Another two goals from Eddie. Uh, another goal by Willock. And then, uh, I say, early on this morning, the early hours, 2-0 um, up at half-time against Real Madrid with goals um, by Laka and Albamiang. And we looked um, in brilliant form in that first half. Um, we were playing ever so well. And then, uh, unfortunately, uh, Socrates happened. Um, they did his usual brain fart moment. Got uh, two bookings within the space of probably, well, less than two minutes, I reckon it was. I initially got it well, got it wrong, according to a lot of uh, Twitter users. Um, I had a bit of a meltdown against Socrates on Twitter, which I'll come on to in a bit. Um... I initially thought he'd only got one yellow card for those two challenges, but um, and then he got the second yellow card for kicking the ball away, sort of petulantly. Um, it turns out that I think I was wrong on that score. I think he got uh, yellow cards for both of the tackles and just kicked the ball away when he sort of uh, saw the second yellow being produced. But either way, it was just one of those brain fart moments that he has and um he seems to be pretty much immune to any kind of criticism online i think that's fair to say he, he gets a lot of defense which is more than he provides to the team of course but um he does a similar sort of uh not quite as bad looking in some ways sort of clumsy mistakes as mustafi but i'd like to see the the statistics on how many mistakes he makes compared to Mustafi, I'm sure they're really comparable. I might be wrong, but it seems to me that he makes a lot of mis stupid mistakes that Mustafi really sort of gets vilified, and he doesn't really. Because, he, let's face it, he's a good defender. Actually, you know, in lots of respects, as is Mustafi, but... They let themselves down with these horrendous moments. And um, even though yesterday was a meaningless match, really, just a warm-up game, pre-season. But he could do it any time. He's, he's programmed, they're both programmed, hardwired in the head to make these mistakes. And it doesn't seem like they can do anything about it. And um, it's going to cost us, really. In the Premier League, I can, it just happens at any time, as we saw to our detriment at the end of last season, unfortunately. But overall, I would say that the US Tour has been a, a fantastic success, really. I, I'm really pleased with it. I've, I've been very, very encouraged by watching at first hand, really, all the young players coming through into the team. Eddie Nketiah, he looks fantastic. I, I mentioned on Twitter that he really reminds me of uh, a young Ian Wright, which is no higher praise than that, really. Um, in fact, I was having a conversation about this and described it all to Paul from the Arsenal Vision podcast, nonetheless. And I was uh, having a, t a conversation on Twitter with him. And he then, when I was listening to the Arsenal Vision podcast, used all of my information I gave him on Twitter. And he stole it 
and claimed it as his own, which I challenged him on on the on Twitter. And he just to his to his credit, yes, I did. Yeah, and the more I spoke about it, the more I just convinced myself it was all my information. So at least he had the balls to own up anyway, fair play to him. But, um, you know, I'm, I suppose he needs a bit of a helping hand, really, with his analysis. Um, but anyway, that's by the by. But yeah, it's very uh, encouraging with the youngsters. Saka looks like he's just... Uh, well, they all look really fearless. Um Ryan Nelson, um, Ryan Nelson. He he came into the last game really well. Came okay. started looking like um, you know showing his potential, um, but it did irritate me again on Twitter, whereby he was getting a lot of criticism, and I mean seriously, it, we, the criticism came really during the Fiorentina match, just well, obviously just after it, but. You cannot judge the guy straight away. He's just he joined up late with the rest of the team because he was wasting his time over the summer with the England under twenty ones in the Euros, and um, stupid manager that they've got there, Ad Boothroyd. God knows what he did to get that job, but um, he completely wasted Reese Nelson, and um, he hardly played him. And then when I, just, I saw some clips, I didn't really follow that tournament closely. I uh, watched the matches where Christian Bielik took part uh, for Poland. Um, and I watched, I caught one where Reese Nelson was brought in by A.D. Boothroyd. And it only took him 10 minutes to dribble into the box, show some real good skills, got fouled, got brought down, penalty won. This is when England were already already out of the tournament, by the way, because they messed up the first two games where Reese Nelson wasn't even involved. And um, yeah, he won the penalty, converted the penalty, and um, looked very good. But yeah, most of the summer was was clearly wasted. So he he joined up late with the squad in America, so he hasn't had the same preseason with them, and um, obviously playing and, and training with the uh, with the squad. That he would have liked, um, and to criticise him straight away—it's uh, just ridiculous. Give the guy a chance, honestly. I mean, anyone knows that no matter what level you're at in football, uh, no matter how young you are, old you are, you need a run of games in order to build up your match fitness and to get your match sharpness and to get your confidence going and just some flowing um, to your game and. Um, not going to get that if they're just on their back from day one are they really it's debatable whether they will get that sort of uh, you know, confidence in them from the manager anyway within the Premier League because uh, there's so much at stake for him but my argument against that is that Emery's really got nothing to lose this season he he probably knows in the back of his mind, really, that he's just got this one more season left in the job. So, why not just throw caution to the wind this season, if you if you were him, and really go for it with the youngsters? Not, I'm saying the whole team full of youngsters, but as it stands, as I'm recording this, we still only confirmed the signing of Martinelli, who's obviously showed some, what's so 
showed some great skills in this uh, US tour. But we've it's been widely reported that we've signed to uh, Saliba, and um, the uh, the guy from Real Madrid as well on loan for a season. But it's not been official yet. Uh, directly from Arsenal. Um, so at the moment, as it stands, with two weeks left of the transfer window, we've still not signed anyone. But um, anyway, Willock's been um, brilliant this uh, US tournament as well. Um, really, really composed. Looks like he's been in the team for, for years. Completely fearless, scored a great goal. Um, apparently, I don't see or hear the direct um, words come from his mouth, but Zidane, we had great praise from him, according to a few Twitter users uh, as well. Uh, that's uh, good, if that's true. Martinelli, like I said, he's, um looks electric, absolutely electric. And um, I don't want to use the, he looks like a young so-and-so all the time, but I said about... Enketia reminding me of a young Ian Wright, but um, Martinelli. I mean, one this one run he did against uh, Fiorentina from the edge of our box to the to theirs, and just literally put a shot just a foot wide. I mean, that sort of dribbling skill, taking it past the players, and that pace, outright pace, was scary. And he even reminded me of a young Ronaldo doing that, very much so. And let's not forget, when Ronaldo started, he was all tricks and pace and didn't have any kind of end product to his game at that point. We cannot knock uh, Martinelli at his age. I think he's still 17. Uh, or 18, sorry. He just turned 18. Um, can't knock him for not actually finishing it at the end of that run. Um, but the way he got there was absolutely incredible. Um, pulled, he's dribbling the ball quicker than most people can run the ball with the ball he's left them in a trail of dust the rest of their players but yeah very encouraging overall uh saka was um was brilliant um as i say reese nelson really started getting into the game um at the end of uh the match against rail but what is also really apparent with socrates getting sent off is that if we don't um, have any more incoming defenders um, during this transfer window, then I can see nothing else, unfortunately, than um, the same again from last season. Because if we don't bring any more defenders in, then unfortunately it's going to mean that um, Emery, and I feel sorry for him as far as this is concerned, will have no other option um, than to keep reverting to the back three that uh, he did so much at back end of last, was probably from halfway through last season he started really sort of um, abandoning his preferred back four and sticking with that purely down to the amount of the personnel that we've got and unbelievably really um our defence is going to be even worse off than last season because we've lost a player. We're going to gain back Rob Holding, of course, um, and Bellerin when they're match fit. We only had them for the beginning of last season, so that's going to be a plus point. 
Um, and we've got Callum Chambers back from loan, but we've lost Koscielny. And obviously he's stronger you know, than all of, uh, well, Holding and um, Chambers. Anyway, at this stage in their careers, he's still probably considered our best defender. And he's on strike. Um, so I can only see, really, that with the personnel that he's got at his disposal, unless um, we do get um, get lucky and Rob Holding comes back stronger than ever, then and he creates a good partnership with Socrates again, maybe, or even Chambers, you never know. Um, if they really gel quickly and uh, create a good partnership, then we might be all right. But as it stands, I think we desperately still need another incoming central defender and there's just none on the horizon I've um, really come to terms with the Saliba deal though I'm very happy with that I'm, like I said in previous podcasts I'm absolutely delighted um, about the, the buy if we'd have had you know hundreds of millions of pounds like um, Man City it'd be the best deal ever I said before but we need players that will instantly improve the team now. But I still do see only positive things about signing Saliba. Um, he looks uh, you know, a proper built unit already. He's still only 18. He only made, I think it was 16 or 17 appearances last year. Um, however, by all accounts, um, we've known about him for, if not six months up to a year previously been monitoring him and um, that can only be a positive thing and um, it's been said by a lot of media outlets around France that um, regards potential for a young player coming through um, he's second only to uh, Mbappe according to a French media um, completely different players in different positions, absolutely, of course, but in terms of potential and how high they can go in their career. Um, that's what they're saying about him. So, yeah, it's very positive. And um, if we could just get him back next season with uh, another year under his belt, if he can play for the majority of the season at least, um, to gain his confidence, really start, uh, you know, getting his own style really sort of built into him whilst he's probably still growing and he's um he's like i said he's already a unit so uh yeah looks very good for next summer um this tierney deal as i speak is still ongoing uh, it's not dead in the water but i think we're probably gonna have to get norris McQuirter down to the training ground and or to the emirates just to verify whether it's going to be a the world record for the longest transfer ever in the history of football. Um, but still keeping my fingers crossed that um, he's going to be joining us. Um, because he's a boyhood Celtic fan, um, born and bred, and uh, he's playing for his hometown club and he's the club he supports, there's obviously no way on earth he's going to agitate for a move or hand in a transfer request. He will not want to leave... Celtic under a cloud he will want to be left with uh, a pat on the back and a, from all this, the 
Oscar fan, so you will want to come back probably maybe at some point in the future, at the end of his career, uh, still revered by the fans um, for what he's achieved so far in his career with them. Um, so yeah, I can totally understand that, and I wouldn't expect that from him at all. But um, we're not reaching the required twenty-five million for him, which is a lot of money. Let's let's be frank. I mean, a few even like maybe five years ago, um, that could have been a record for a defender, maybe. Um, but in this day and age, unfortunately, um, in football, that's that's nothing. For a player of his ability who could go on to be our left back for the next decade and our future captain he's definitely a captain material um, I think he's already captain of Celtic at 22 um, 25 million is a steal in my book um, for a player of that quality and there's no one else out there that I can think of or I've seen bandied about on Twitter that would be another option for us to go for. He he is probably, especially on potential, the second best left back maybe. You know, in in the UK at the moment, I can't think of anyone else. Um, so fingers crossed on that one, as well that uh, we can get that tied up pretty quickly. So I'm going to take a a quick break there. And I'll be back shortly with part two. Welcome back to part two. Well, just to finish off this um, US tour then inf information. Um, well, firstly, before I forget as well, the US fans have been absolutely outstanding. Uh, according to all the videos that I've been looking at. A lot of the great uh, coverage that we've had as well from the... Uh, Podcasts out there, Askcast, fantastic stuff. Gooners Pod, brilliant. Especially the uh, the way that you wangled to get in that um, that conference room with uh, with Josh Cronk. That's uh, incredible work, guys. Fantastic that was. Um, some honourable mentions to a few of my Gooner mates out there in America. I'd love to come and see you all one day. 312 Gooner, which is at Clough31. Um, nice one, mate. Um, B23, the Arsenal Illustrator. Fantastic work. Um, at FM Lehrer. Um, loving your stuff as well, mate. And Elliot, the Yankee Gooner. Of the Arsenal Vision Pod, um, I love what you do as well, mate. As well, so good work to all you lot. Um, going back a little bit as well to um, what I said earlier about Emery being brave and the potentially that this is his last season anyway, and he probably knows that, and he's got nothing to lose this season. And I just hope to God that we don't revert to type like we did last year and go with a boring back three or back five, however you want to put it, or dress it up. It's still mutton dressed as lamb. And I hope we don't go down that route. Now, we, it's not a, a secret that our biggest weakness is our defence. 
and our biggest strength is our attack. Now, what does that say to you? If we don't make any more signings, we've just got to work to our strengths and our strength being an attack. And we just need to keep the ball, play some progressive football, attacking football, exciting football, and basically try and outscore the opposition this season because we've got to keep the ball as far away from our goal as possible. And the only way to do that is not by doing three centre-backs, which is what we reverted to last season. It's the most boring, stale, sour football for Arsenal. I know it can work for some teams, but for us, with our personnel, no, it's not the thing to do. It's just not the thing to do. I think we need to strongly play with a back four and uh, stick with either the 4 2 3 one formation or the 4-3-3 formation depending on who else we're going to get in this transfer window if anyone at all and um, yes really be brave and just uh, play the youngsters let them get into the groove and um, get some valuable playing time so they build their confidence and if I can beg Emery to do one thing on top of playing the uh, youngsters is to just to let them express themselves let them play their natural games let them enjoy their football and just see what they can do and you never know what could happen and if he actually did that and I know that uh, this is all pie in the sky and my daydreams but I genuinely believe that if Emery did that and it really worked which I would have some very good strong feelings that it would then instead of Emery leaving at the end of the season he could just actually play his way into our hearts and become an Arsenal legend by being brave so please Emery if we don't especially if we don't get any more signings this summer be brave play the youngsters let them express themselves and enjoy their football. And I tell you what, the Emirates would really enjoy watching that. There's nothing more exciting than seeing the youngsters breaking through into the first team and really excelling, playing with a smile on their face and ripping other teams to shreds. Now, also, I mentioned this again earlier in the pod. I did have a Twitter meltdown last night about Socrates as I was watching the match against Real Madrid. And I think I just hit the last straw at that particular point because after oh, at the end of last season and then all summer long talking every single day and hearing every single day about how terrible our defence is and how much we need defensive reinforcements and that true to Arsenal form we don't see any rumours about defenders apart from the uh, Kieran Tierney one but I'm talking specifically about centre-backs here um, <clears throat> we don't get linked to any one of those we get linked to forwards going back to the Wenger days we'll go out and buy a forward we've gone so many years without strengthening our defence so when I saw that last night, and he just like, uh, within less than two minutes, gets sent off. Otherwise, he's had a good game up until that point. 
it's just something like I say, he can't control Mustafi can't control it either. They're just programmed to be like that. And we've got to move on from these defenders as soon as possible. Yes, we're gonna play Socrates. And yes, I do actually like the guy's attitude of most of the time. He's perfectly adequate as a defender most of the time. But just that small percentage of uh, each match where he's going to lunge in and just throw himself on the floor or just do bad tackles, badly timed tackles, badly thought through tackles, well, not thought through at all. That lets him down and undoes all the good work he did for the rest of the match, unfortunately, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm sure as far as uh, Emery's concerned as well. But we're stuck with what we've got at the moment, unfortunately. But as I saw it happen, and I saw the red card come out, and um, as I mentioned earlier, I thought that the second yellow was for when he kicked the ball away initially. I just literally lost it, and I went online, and I called Socrates some very naughty words, which obviously I shouldn't have done, clearly. But... I don't do that very often. I think anyone that follows me on Twitter knows that I'm a, you know, I, I was, I'm very respectful of what I write on Twitter. I do tell, speak my mind, as I've got every right to, but I don't do anything in a bad way. But I lost it last night, and fair play to um, Harshil Kachawa. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. I do apologise, Harshil. But it's at Harshil, K-A-C-H-H-A-W-A. -A um, he told me off like a proper, you know, good old-fashioned ticking off for doing that and um, slagging off uh, Socrates. And uh, yeah, I sent some sarcastic uh, tweets back to you, Harshil. Um, but... What I respected, and what I respect in anyone on Twitter, um, is that you had the decency to talk it through with me, allowed me to calm down, and I talked it through with you, and I think we uh, left on good terms on Twitter. We follow each other now, don't we? And we've got complete respect for each other, because... We gave each other the chance to explain our full situations. Now, there's nothing more annoying on Twitter, which initially, Harshil, which put my back up, you you did. You actually just, uh, I think you just, in your initial tweet was calling me an idiot. And if I'd have left it at that, then that's the thing that annoys me more than anything you know we well I am on Twitter to have some healthy debate some laughs and just to talk about Arsenal with other gooners and um, you should never just not give a person the opportunity if you don't agree with something it just Carry on moving past. Don't don't get involved. If you want to get involved, have a debate about it. Just have a conversation, and get each other's points of views and opinions. And 
that's what makes the, the world go round. The fact that everyone's different, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, they've got different opinions, and it's interesting to talk them through. That's the whole point and the beauty of, of conversation. And the fact that, with regards to Twitter, you can talk to people from all corners of the globe. And like I mentioned earlier, to our uh, US friends who hosted this uh, pre-season tour so brilliantly, when you look at it online, and I mean, massive respect yesterday, that I think there was, I'm correct in saying, about 55,000 watching the match yesterday against Real Madrid for a pre-season friendly. It wasn't classed as that over there because really they were so excited to see Arsenal because they don't get to see them very often. We've all seen probably that um, video that pretty much gone viral, I'd imagine, on Twitter. Where the, uh, and I'm sorry I haven't got the tweet in front of me, I haven't got the people's names, but I think we all know which one I mean. Where there's a lady being filmed who is seeing Arsenal for the first time in the 20 years that she's been supporting the club. And she got very emotional and you know tears coming out of her eyes seeing the players come out for the first time onto the pitch and it's a beautiful moving moment and that is the beauty of twitter when we can communicate with fans from across the globe especially with regards to the uh, we care do you campaign i mean it just wouldn't really exist and have the power at all nothing would have been achieved without the use of Twitter and people working together and Arsenal fans coming together as the, the Guna family. Sorry about that, the uh, neurotic candy there. Um, what I was going to say is, um, so I'm thankful that we've got this uh, form of media to form these um, relationships with people we've never met maybe never ever will meet but it doesn't mean that we can't all be one big gooner family and get on with each other if you don't like someone's tweets don't just abuse them you can either engage have a chat or just ignore it and just move on Now, what do you think of that intro music? I absolutely love it. That's fantastic, that is. Do you like a bit of Keith Lemon at the beginning? Yeah, that's great. I like the um, potato bit. I know, just like your uh, alter ego. Brenda. Brenda. Oh, Brenda, hello there. Hello. Oh, hello there, Brenda. Hello, hello there. Oh, we do that all day, so we do. Do you want to know how I came up with me uh, 
friend. Don't of you course, I do. Yes. My, my Irish, my lovely Irish accent. It makes me feel very, very happy whilst I'm talking in my Irish accent. And um, well, one day whilst I was out on the back garden picking up the dog poo, I, thought, I think well, you should be doing this in the Brenda accent because. Oh well, well right oh, there you go then. One day I was out picking up the dog poo like I do every single morning. It's one of my favourite jobs ever, <laughs> so it is. I was thinking to myself, well, whilst I'm out here doing this, I might just as well be learning myself a new language. Mm. And the plump for the Irish there now, so I did. So yes, that's how Brenda came about. My friend called me Brenda, Irish Brenda. She's Irish Brenda's sister, also Brenda, sometimes, maybe. And I was, what am I? And you're Brendan. Hello, Brendan. Hello, hello. Yes, and that's it. And not only do Irish people like Brenda love potatoes, so I hear. Actually, I do as well. One of my favourite things ever in all the world is a good old potato. 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 Oh, potato. potato. You used to be Welsh before Brenda. Well... There's only one thing that I could say in Welsh there, so it was. I probably won't actually go on to it, but as a bloody lovely wow in this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit harder to keep up. It is, yes. There yeah. we go, back, back to normal. A bit harder to keep up, so it isn't Oops. it? Oops. Oops, it is. Oops, it is. Welcome, Dawn. Hi there. Have you had a good week? Yes, been okay. It's going to be better next week because I've got the week off work. So we've got the week we, off work. Yes, we have. We're and what's special about that? Well, we've not got to go to work. And we've not got the kids. Oh yeah! Yay! I can't wait. Anyway, going to have a nice long week off work, and supposedly it's going to be nice and warm as well. You say a nice long week. A week's a week. It's going to hopefully feel long. Without the kids. No. <laughs> <laughs> and the weather's going to be hot, 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 feeling hot, hot, hot. I think the weather is going to be nice. That makes me feel happy, yes. Yeah, definitely. So, did you get those couple of tweets I sent you earlier on in the week? Yes, I did. Oh, do you want to go read those out? That yeah. made me laugh. Um, there was one that Transfer News Live had tweeted, I suppose, and AFC BAM... He, oh, he re retweeted it, didn't Arsenal he? Homer, yes, he retweeted what, what, it. When what, what did the transfer live say then? They said, Danny Rose has offered himself to Barcelona, but the Liga champions are not planning to do a deal. And AFC Bam said that he offered himself to Beyonce once, but the superstar singer, singer is not planning to win my ring. <laughs> ring my ring? Yeah. That made me laugh. And there was another one as well from the same tweet, I think, wasn't there? Well, that someone else put. Um, I don't know what that one is. Oh, uh, oh, he also offered him... Oh, sorry, from Robert White. This is at Rob M. White. He also offered himself to an Eastern European sex slave gang as a passive willing cum bucket, but they also turned him down. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Hello, well... I mean, he's a bit, he is a little bit crap, his old Danny Rose, anyway. A bit past his best, shall we say. There was another one as well that made me chuckle, which was, there's been a lot of talk on Twitter as well this week, well, last couple of weeks, really, about the new captain for Arsenal. And one of them is Granite Xhaka, which I know you won't have heard of. But there was um, a tweet about him, which I think I forwarded on to you, uh, where he was very proud of himself for something that he did once in, in a while. Oh, um, oh yes, hold up. 
Have a, oh yes, there it is. It's from. What did he say then? Granite Jacker. This is our potential future captain, listeners. He said once Mum sent me to the shops to buy butter, but they only had unsalted butter. So I bought unsalted butter and salt. I knew then that I was very creative. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah. probably about the most creative thing Granite Jack has ever done. To be perfectly honest. Um. I was trying to think, and I can't. I don't know whether I can probably think of anything that could potentially be classed as creative when I was a kid. Can you think of anything? Um, well. I, I remember that, uh, I think it was an advert for washing powder, where I don't know, it was bold, two in one or something, and the kid goes to the shop, because his mum gave him some money to buy washing powder and washing um, uh, fabric conditioner, and he went to the shop, and he thought, oh, bowl two in one. And he said, and he went, went, went and home, proud as punch, and he gave his mum change. He goes, there you go, mum, look at me. <laughs> Send me shopping every week. So that was, that's, <laughs> that's very, <laughs> that's very similar. Um, I don't think I've ever been as creative as Granite Jacker, though, personally. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, so maybe he was very creative. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think probably you know running him down just a tad. So let's have a look at some other ones. Right. So what's the next one we can have a look at? Um, there was one actually off Donald Trump. Um, he says he just spoke to at Kanye West about his friend ASAP Rocky's incarceration. I will be calling the very talented Prime Minister of Sweden to see what we can do about helping ASAP Rocky. And then I replied to that, didn't I? Yeah, you said, uh, President Trump, please can you also uh, also call Stan and Joe, Josh Cronkey and ask them to hurry up and buy some quality players for Arsenal ASAP. We need Tierney sorting, a CB, ACM and a winger. Thanks for your help in advance. So what, what, I haven't had a reply yet, which I'm really, really upset about. But if you had the chance then to text Donald Trump for his help about something, what do you reckon you would ask him for? Um. Well. Um. Well, I think what I'd do would be to well, if he was still alive, at least anyway. Although it's perhaps just as well that he's not, because um, you'll see why in a minute. Um, I'd text Donald Trump and ask him if he would get in touch with Jim will fix it for me because when I was about six seven years old um I wrote to Jim will fix it asking if I could sh serve Shake and Stevens breakfast in bed um, <laughs> well maybe you could just bypass Jim yeah and Donald could try and fix it for yes you. exactly mind you, you yeah it might be a bit weird now at your age well might yeah you? and well, well, he might want Stevens a bit more from you than you know just well, breakfast in he, bed he might now but at least now that wouldn't be wrong if he wanted breakfast in bed of a six-year-old and something a bit more then that would have been weird wouldn't it <coughs> it would have been weird if you'd asked michael jackson yeah. as well well maybe. yes possibly well i um got jim all uh, jim to fix something for me when i was younger as well and what was that then um i i came on his show well oh. <laughs> i went and i asked i wrote to him and i said can i can you fix it for me to Milk a cow blindfolded. <laughs> yeah. So I just <laughs> he blindfolded me, sat me down on a little stool, and I went along and I was sort of you know milking the cow, and then he uh, yeah he took the blindfold off me and he looked really uh, happy. Oh dear. Uh, yeah, that was such a lovely bloke. <laughs> very very kind man. So he was. 
And the next one was? And the next one was off um, Alex Craig. Was it? Oh, no, no, sorry, I beg your pardon. Becca, was it? Um, at Becca Kelly. Can I stick my something in your something? Let's see how dirty everyone's predictive text is. Yeah, and then my friend Alex Craig from Scotland. Oh, yes, friend. that's it. He said, can I stick my head in your face? <laughs> is that like a Scottish kiss type thing? Glasgow kiss, yeah. Oh, that's the one. Those things are so annoying, though, because I don't. I know you probably won't have seen them, but there's these people that send these tweets round all the time and uh you know obviously trying to get there, there must be like cam girls or something like that and um you know literally i can't think of what the top of my head but they send him around all these rude things all the time and it's really funny because all the arsenal fans keep tweeting them back and saying completely arsenal based um questions again like the types of players that we need in the transfer window and everything and it, that just sort of really makes me laugh but yeah they're just ridiculous but that, that particular one and i could just imagine alex headbutting her straight in the face and saying <laughs> take that you bastard is that how he speaks <laughs> well i don't know how he speaks oh, to be perfectly honest oh. <laughs> right that's it then for another crack of dawn that's gone quick it has gone quick yep so we'll see you next week Thanks very much for listening, everyone. Uh, it's bye from me. And bye-bye from me as well.